Radio Primavera Sound, powered by SEAT. Hello and welcome to The Weekly Review, the show where two grown men and a young vulture of new trends and uh, digital know-how try to make sense of the modern world by wondering what the hell just happened this last week and has a week really passed, doesn't time get quicker all the time, etc, etc, etc. Johan is off being a father to his brood, uh, so he's not here, but Marvi is with us today under a bright chemtrail sky. Hello Mar, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I feel like I say these every week, but I'm doing fine. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I wouldn't want you to be doing badly just for variety. That would be, that would be a very bad Imagine. thing. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, and uh, behind the boards, we have Rob Roman, who is more rock than a Flintstones job inquiry. And we're going to kick off with a little bit of Lana Del Rey, Why Not? That was Lana Del Rey with the MK remix of West Coast. Uh, apologies for uh, pulling up a remix, Mar, but I just we needed something with a bit more, bit more life. And Lana Del Rey, for much as I like her, she's not very upbeat. And welcome to the week, is she? Generally. She is. She she's a bit in a deathly way, if you want to, like nostalgic, wanting to die way. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want wanting to die vibes. It's it's Thursday. What could be better? It's almost the weekend. It, it is okay. Okay, then let's have the remix. Okay, you win this time. <laughs> We've already got the remix. Don't worry, there'll be plenty of time for lots of more depressing uh, Lana Del Rey vibes. I, I, I like Lana Del Rey. Where am I going with this? Anyway, so today on the weekly review, we're going to be talking about sleeping and music and music and sleeping. We will hopefully talk about why Kid Cudi isn't happy with some of his music on TikTok. But then again, we said that last week and we didn't get around <laughs> to it. Um, but we start with uh, the very woman we're listening to Lana Del Rey. Uh, she's got a new album out called Chemtrails Over the Country Club and we're going to be looking at that and why it relates to Hamster Cult. Very excited. Um, but Ma, there were two albums released this week, two big, big albums uh, by uh, Lana and by Justin Bieber and you uh, had proclaimed yourself to be a big, big fan of Justin Bieber. You are like, no, go for Lana. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite apparently because I... I have said in previous episodes that I was a former believer, but which album did I end up um, going to first and stream first was Lana's. And I have to be honest, I have just listened to a couple songs from Justin's album and it's been out for a week or um, long enough for me to have listened to it and I haven't. So maybe, maybe I'm not such a believer after all, but... I, I will give him a chance. But the thing is that I really liked um, Lana's last album, Norma, Norman fucking Rockwell, and I didn't like Justin's last album as much. So that explains why I'm so more drawn to Lana than Justin. Well, I've been having uh, a difficult week trying to work out whether I am a fan of Lana Del Rey or not, because like she's been around for uh, about a decade now, and yes. I literally... I don't know if I could say if I'm a fan. Like I, I like her music, but I very rarely listen to it. And I was having this sort of identity crisis on mm-hmm. on Friday. It's like, do I like Landa Ray or not? It is. She's a complicated 
figure. Um, but I, I, uh, I do like her because she kind of raised all my generation on Tumblr. Raised in a weird way because I don't know if you would want Lana Del Rey to raise you when you're a teenager. But she was the queen of Tumblr and I have already talked about how Tumblr was such a big thing and how it's back. So it makes sense that I am also very drawn to her again because she really was everywhere. She embodied the nostalgia, mega melodramatic kids we were on Tumblr and all her aesthetics were this to the core. Like we had images of her on flower crowns and, and images of um, Renaissance paintings with her lyrics stamped all over it. And, and it was, she, was, she was Tumblr 2014, so I am. A fan of Lana. Hang on, did you actually do that? Did you put uh, the lyrics from her song against a Renaissance painting? I was not that good at Photoshop, but I wish, <laughs> I wish I could have, have gotten a thousand retweets or reblogs with a post like that because. Can I just say, like, uh, as as a father, if Londa Ray was to come around and babysit for my children, I would tell her to knock off with the suicide and going with bad men <laughs> stuff yeah. and do a little bit more of the drawing dinosaurs if she doesn't mind yeah she she really was um, and she didn't claim herself to be like the one to raise everyone we just chose her so it's up to us that we are left with being i don't know these kind of people that maybe have unresolved trauma or something (laughs) but it's not because of lana we chose that so it's a it's our fault but the thing is that that I realized in Norman fucking Rockwell while listening to it and all the thing that that's the previous album, not the one that we're going to talk about. But she has left a little bit behind this aesthetic that she had when I was in Tumblr. At least it's not as extra as it, as it was like this 60s melodramatic housewife Americana um, empty dreams thing. She It's not as as intense as it was before and I think that's the key to why everybody loved this album more than the previous ones and I'm thinking about Pitchfork giving her like a very 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 high score I think it was a nine point something and and I think it's because she left behind all this kind of aesthetic with the giant flags of the uh, American giant flags and and all this stuff that nowadays can seem a little bit more problematic. Like if you have a giant flag, you might be associated to Trump and far-right politics. Well, this this thing that interests me, okay, because like Linda Ray, one of the reasons I think I'm slightly ambiguous about, like she writes really good songs, she's got loads of really good songs, but I think one of the reasons I'm slightly ambiguous is that she is so incredibly, incredibly American. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's absolutely fine. But I'm not American. And like America's done lots of good things and lots of bad things. I'm not like pro or anti-American, but I just find it like so incredibly American. I'm I'm quite interested. Like what did you make of that? You said you were a really big fan. Like yes, you know. But um, a few years back like in when I was a, a teenager, um America like living in America and the well, the United States, were the thing, like you would want to have shorts with the American flags. You would want to live there when you were older or when you had money to be able to go live there. It was like literally the American dream, even if you were not living there, like you wanted to. And and now it makes sense that she's kind of stepping back a little bit because everybody has stepped back from this kind of idea. And the thing is, I read somewhere and I thought it was 
quite intelligent. I don't know if it's true or not, but someone, some people were kind of disagreeing and and complained that Lana is stepping back from this imagery of American um, girl that she had because they said that just like the, the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh that, boy, have I seen it. Yeah, 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 I love that film. But it it's supposed to be like a mockery of the investment banking world and capitalist greed. It's, it's not supposed to idealize it. It's not supposed to be something you aspire to. It's supposed to be a commentary on that world, right? So, Is it? I never got that. Well, I mean, Wolf of Wall Street, yes. But Lana Ray, I never got that. I never got that it was... People argued <clears throat> that Lana... Um, was making kind of a commentary and maybe not mockery, but she was commenting on the 60s era kind of super Americana girl, super housewife aesthetic. And and, and she was showing you the beautiful, but also the, the bad the inequality, the violence. Her lyrics are often very violent. And it was kind of a her aesthetic is supposed to be a commentary on all of this. And I don't know if that was Lana's intention or not, but it, you could read it like that if you wanted to, and that's what some people were saying. But the the thing is, um, um, Lana has never said anything about this specifically, but she has changed um, some of this stuff that the other people that didn't see it as a commentary um, were completely not complaining, but didn't relate to it as much now. And, for example, what I said of taking down the American flag that she always has in, in her live performances. And even she, uh, when she sings live, there's a, a lyric that says, um, he hit me and it felt like a kiss in the album Ultra Violence. And she doesn't sing that anymore. So the things that can be problematic now, um, she's, take, she's kind of changing it and making it more um, current. So what does she sing instead? I do, do you don't know, know. maybe she, she stays silent or something. I don't know what she changed it for, but I know that it, people um, realize that she doesn't say that specific lyric anymore when she performs that specific song. So she kind of is not a, well, not a knowledging that she can be problematic, but knowing that maybe in this context, uh, the things that she did uh, 10 years ago or whatever long ago, maybe are not... Uh, Mm, as good, but the th I like that she's not completely drifted apart from this her essence, her 60s kitsch aesthetic because she's still Lana Del Rey and she still has kind of this imagery, so I think she found a good balance in that However, she has not always managed to escape controversy. No, no, no. no. She, <laughs> like, she's been surprisingly controversial for, yes. for, for someone uh, who doesn't I don't know doesn't seem to go out of way she seems to sort of like get into get into problems and then can't quite get out of them yeah and like kind of makes them bigger and yes. kind of keeps on digging and sort of tries to make them better and yeah, yeah. the thing is she, she like you say she maybe gets into a little bit of controversy but when she tries to step out of it she ends up somehow making a bigger mess and and that seems to be the 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 thing that's happening with her now so um yeah what what can I say? Like she has made some tone deaf comments um, on rele relevant things that are happening now. For example, the last one being, or at least the last one that I know of, um, is when she I don't know if you saw it when she posted a a 
uh, what did she, uh, the cover of the chemi- the chemistry right chem yes, trails yes. over the country club um, in her Instagram like announcing oh yeah, um, I'm gonna have this album out blah 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 she posted that in January and then people said something but th- it was not a controversy I don't think many people commented on the fact that there were no POC people I don't know what it was but she ended up making um a kind kind of a racist statement by saying that she's not racist because she dated rappers. So did she, she say that? <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't hear that. She she said, "Oh, there's actually um, women of color in in this picture um, because these are my friends and." This one is from, I don't know, she's from Argentina or say something. This one's Latina, this one's blah, blah, blah. And and she continued on saying, um, I've never been racist. I've actually dated many rappers in my life. And and that's... I mean, I don't I don't think she's racist, but, but I think that is a very strange thing to say. She misses the mark many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in a, in a completely horrible, horrendous way, but you... Maybe I've always been be extremely careful. inclusive without even trying to, she wrote. My best friends are rappers. My boyfriends have been rappers. Yeah. That's very strange. That's very strange. Like, and then she goes on to talk about rapper and the ca- ethnicity. Like, yeah. what do you mean? But, uh, yeah. Um, and then, well, we were like, okay, Lana, another controversial statement that you didn't mean to be controversial, I know, but it is. Um, and then a Harper's Bazaar um article was published in in that same month in January that was titled Lana Del Rey can't qualify her way out of being held accountable which was kind of um, implicit in in what she posted in in that post in in Instagram and then a few days ago so that was in January a few days ago um, March um, she uh, Lana herself reposted this article on her stories and she commented on it and said, just want to thank you again for the kind articles like this one and for reminding me that my career was built on cultural appropriation and glamorizing domestic abuse. And then she said, I will continue to challenge these thoughts on my next record on June 1st, titled Rock Candy Sweet. So that's how she announced she's coming up with another album a few months from now. And she just put out an an album. So we're getting two Lana albums and she announced it in this weird way, I guess. But... Uh, do you, do you, one thing that, that that I found quite annoying was: Do you remember when she had the controversy about a Guardian journalist? No. Uh, basically, um, so the Guardian, a Guardian journalist called Tim Jones, did an interview with her, um, and apparently in the interview she said, "I wish I was dead already." Right, and uh, she claimed that she was um, she was misquoted; that she hadn't said mm-hmm. that at all. Um, and even though, like, the journalist actually had a recording of, of her saying it, basically. Um, and he got loads of abuse from London Ray fans on Twitter. Uh, people calling, talking him, uh, saying, I will fly to England and hurt you. And people telling him to drink shit, which is nice, isn't it? Oh, the, the fan. <laughs> Wait, um, I, I, we will come to Lana's stance later because there's another thing that mm. I stumble across when looking about what she's putting out now and stuff so yeah we will she'll have this this new album and apparently because when i I, maybe i'm too too naive but when i read that i thought she was kind of taking the criticism and being like oh thank you for acknowledging the the things that i said that have been controversial and stuff and i will be more 
I don't know, sensitive or I don't, or something in my next album. And I was like, oh my god, she she's been like she's being so nice, and I and I wasn't expecting this. But then she continued, and because the article mentions when Lana. The article says Lana needs to distance herself from the Nazi-led capital riots because Lana said, tried to somehow excuse Trump from the riot that happened because she said he didn't know he was causing a riot, so people were mad at that as well. And then she commented on the Harper's Bazaar thing, saying, "You're right. It would have been unnecessary if no one, if no one had significantly, significantly criticized everything about the album to begin with. But you did, and I won revenge." Whoa! And I was hell. like, "Oh my god! Uh, maybe she's not taking the criticism in in this cutesy way that I I was thinking. Maybe she's kind of ironic all the way through and saying, I'm gonna I'm put out a, a new album um, and I'm gonna continue to.'" challenge you saying I'm I'm this abused romanticizer and everything because I'm a, I'm gonna keep doing my work and if you don't like it um, I'm gonna do it anyway with revenge <laughs> so I'm I'm excited kind of for this next next album um, her revenge fantasy her revenge rock candy sweet oh my god but I mean I have sympathy for her because I think it must be incredibly difficult it being is. a pop star like in, in these times but I think also she just sort of she doesn't help herself she just kind of like shoots at the wrong the wrong targets and just can't quite like you, you know those people right who can never never kind of quite say they're wrong and I'm not mm. you know I'm not talking about pop stars I'm just talking about people in general mm. who never quite say they're wrong and like they might sort of half apologise but in mm. the end they're like well yeah but I was right anyway you know yes. and like how annoying that is <laughs> yes I, I i the discussion of lana can be very complex and i agree with you like it kind of feels like that sometimes and then again i think it is very easy to be controversial like you can say something and not th- think it through enough or or maybe since you, you're privileged like mm, lana is white i am white i i could do be i could be making the same mistakes because i i haven't gone through some of the struggles and and maybe the privilege kind of blinds you at some point i don't know the thing is i'm gonna talk about the things i do know and what are these this is right i think i know what's coming up i know what's coming. i'm really really excited and the thing i know um, about the most is TikTok. So I'm going to talk about TikTok and, and it, it relates to Lana because apparently there is an ongoing war on TikTok. Oh, I love it. Between what's called the Lana cult and the hamster cult. Okay, um, I'm going to try to explain this. I'm going to do my... Hang on, hang on. Before you explain it, I don't I don't see any way in which I wouldn't be on board with the hamsters. I like Lana, but God, I love yeah, hamsters. You know? It's a very difficult opponent to have. Like, would you rather have a cutesy hamster? Definitely. Or, <laughs> or Lana? So basically, since Lana is facing all this, all this backlash and controversy online, some fans who are very... Um, devoted to her like you said they if she is in controversy they will come for her help in case of the guardian or now so the in this case fans took tiktok to create the lana cult and in which the thing they do is they change their profile picture to a picture and a specific picture of lana um with a house burning on fire on behind um, why why the house burning? I I cannot give any further <laughs> details because this is a very complicated story. Okay, okay, and I'm okay, trying, right, right, right. I'm trying my best. You're in your flow, right? <laughs> so, um, 
the hashtag Lana well, hashtag Lana called. Um, actually, it, it's only been a few days that's going on, I think, or m maximum a month, and it already has forty point five million views. Uh, on on the app, maybe more now because every minute there's more. So they're they're a big cult, this Lana cult. But now you might be thinking, where the hell do the hamsters come from, and and what do they have to do with everything I just said? Well, apparently there's a, a this I found this um, user on Twitter that kind of explains it and says the hamster cult is it's a TikTok cult of hamsters and the mascot is the meme of the staring hamster which is like a hamster that looks like he's facetiming you or something um and basically and that's all i have basically we hate lana del rey and it's a tiktok war so join the hamster cult today i must confess i i i come here and act like the young one but this this is even a, a weird trend for me like i had to go to a website that's for parents to understand what their kids are up to <laughs> was it like is this a deadly hamster cult is your child on drugs Basically, be careful oh it was like God. it was called parentology.com and it was kind of what is going on in your kids phone <laughs> why are they putting pictures of hamsters or lana del rey in a house on fire So that's that's all I got from the beef. That's all me and the parents understood of. Like, I'm not young enough to fully elaborate more on this story. Just know that there's beef on TikTok between hamsters and Lana Del Rey stands. And, and that's what's going on. I, I don't know exactly what a TikTok war is, but I've seen videos of people that say, please don't join um, the hamster cult or the Lana cult, because once you change your profile picture, you get thousands of no notifications of people following you and people putting you in new subgroups. And, Isn't and that good? Don't we want people following us? I don't know, but maybe it's overwhelming. Like it's, oh, this is really a cult. Okay, I have right, uh, right. lots of um, people like watching me now. I don't know. That's that's all I got. Can I just say, right, that that wouldn't the perfect thing if I if I was Lana Del Rey's so social media person, <laughs> I would so post a picture of her with a hamster. Don't you think that would be quite oh funny? My God. But like a really classic picture. But of maybe her, like then you lose both of them. Like if you're a hamster cult person, you're like, oh my God, no hamsters would never post a picture with Lana, and Lana stand will will be mad as well. Like, no, we will never join the hamsters. No, maybe they'd just be like, it's all it's all love. You know, we've got to embrace it. Everyone loves hamsters. Everyone I, loves I Lana. You, you know, reaching across yeah. that divide. Love is love. Love love wins or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Maybe I mean, you are mastermind of marketing social media. <laughs> I think they should do that. She should do that. She should, because I think she, the, it started, the Lana cult started because she started a TikTok account and people were like, oh my God, the queen is on TikTok. Right. So now we should join her in a cult. Does she do much on TikTok? She doesn't strike me as being a very good TikTok. So. Yeah. I think she just started, but she doesn't really post much. Uh, just one tiny thing. It's not burning house, it's a burning car. It is. Damn it. I got it wrong. Sorry, I looked, at, I looked up parentology.com very quick. Before we talk about the album, there's, yes. there's one thing I, I sort of made a note of to, that I wanted to ask you about. So when on Ultraviolence, when she does that, that line, uh, he hit me and it felt like a kiss, which mm -hmm. obviously is a reference um, to an old song by the Crystals. Uh, what did you think? I mean, it, when? Well, now? Well, no, when, or at the time, at the time when you I, heard it. When... I didn't know English. <laughs> oh, all right, fair enough. Okay. Well, when you realised she had that I, line? I don't think, or like, I think I did when I was that age um, that I was listening to Lana, but I never fully like 
listen to like I knew the lyrics because they were everywhere we, we would write them down in in the posts on Tumblr but I didn't fully got to oh maybe that's domestic abuse maybe that shouldn't be I didn't really think much I was just oh that's cute okay okay so that's the funny thing I find quite funny like she she does a brilliant job of like world building and she's kind of evoking you know that world in which the crystals I think early 60s made a song like that and I think now when we look back on that song we're just like hmm. really but you know okay well it was in the early 60s which is not to excuse it in any way but it's like at least it gives some context yeah. but like doing it now I in don't the know if I, if I were to be American or English and got more of the lyrics if I if it would have an impact on me I everything was problematic on Tumblr so it was just another thing that you could add on to it so it's not on her, everything on her okay Should we talk about chemtrails over yeah, the country? Finally, club? after all the hamsters and the lanterns. Well, I like the hamster talk. I was, <laughs> I was basically here for the hamster talk. So, do you know what my favorite thing about this is? What? Everything Lana Del Rey does, every single album is so Lana Del Rey. Like, the, the title is absolutely mm -hmm. perfect Chemtrails yeah. Over the Country Club. And, like, literally, every kind of song title is perfect. You know, when there was a song called White Dress, like, she's done a song called White Dress before. And I was like, No, she hasn't. No. You know, because it just seems like absolutely perfect. Or like Wild at Heart or yes. Tulsa Jesus Freak or This one, yeah. Dark But Just a Game. Like everything. She's so, I, There are a few people who I think understand their world so well. They, they created such a brilliant world. Yeah, that's what I said. She managed to change a few of the problematic things, but keeping her essence maximally because this, this uh, album and the uh, videos that have come with it, it's a hundred percent Lana and and maybe there's not the, the American flag everywhere but you know Tulsa Jesus Freak is a Lana song just for the name and the, the yes I, I love everything uh, but then I read somewhere so, someone that had a point because I don't have an opinion by myself <laughs> that said it kind of is predictable in the sense when you have this essence to a core that is so authentic to you that people can kind of predict what you're going to put out. But if it works and if it's it's something that no one else is kind of doing it because it's so personal to you, um, why change it? Why, no? Well, there are some bands that I find that I don't ever want them to change. I mm. want exactly what I, mm. what I want for them, mm. you know. And um, if they do change, I get a little bit... Uh, upset about it. like mm. recognizing their right to, to do mm. it but like this isn't exactly what I want and kind of Landry just gives you exactly what I mean there are like some new things on this album that, that kind of like really high falsetto mm. that's kind of new isn't it I don't think she's been are you talking about the white dress I am thing? yes I love this song well it's the first one and and I was like I, I won't be able to listen to the rest of the album I just want to listen to this song on repeat and I'm sorry Lana I, I bet they're all good I'm just gonna listen to the Music and business conversations. <laughs> She says so many songs in a I so many songs, so many words in a second, and and in this pitched, silenced voice, I love it. And she sounds just like you know that rapper, um, six four five AR. She sounds. She, oh, the he, one who raps in a really like, high pitched voice. Hi, 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 oh. hi, hi pitched voice, and he has a a song with FKA Tweaks that she kind of mimics yeah. his voice. They should do like a new song with Lana and both of them making this. I don't know. I love it. And I, I was obsessed with um, 645 AR because he's, it's 
crazy what he does. And I was like, Lana was ob obsessed with him too, because it, there's no other way. She's making this amazing song. Um, A duet between the two would be amazing. I Imagine if they're trying it. to see who can go higher. I love this song. And I, I, have, I have managed to listen to the rest of the album, but still, White Dress to me is, is the best one. I was interested. A lot of people have been saying that this is like her happy album. It didn't sound particularly happy to me. Like Yosemite, for example, was apparently written for Lust for Life in 2007, but she said it was too happy. It doesn't really sound very happy. I mean, it sounds like the whole the whole kind of mood sounds quite sort of desolate to me. Yeah, you know. I, I didn't quite get that, but maybe, maybe the cover kind of... Is the happy part like she's with her friend and she looks um, cute and happy, but mm, it's about breaking up with someone too, right? It's uh, like breaking up slowly. It's a heartbreak song. Anyway, I didn't get the happy. Maybe I'm not on. No, on no, the no, no, did I? Like it was, it was literally the first thing I read because I was reading about the what it said about the album on Apple Music. I think it was, and it was like, yeah, she originally recorded this this song, but took back it was too happy, and this is so happy. And I was like, wow, really doesn't sound it. Do, do you know what I liked? Um, there was a sort of hip hop beat vaguely on um, Tulsa Jesus Freak, which I think she just keeps. There's something I like again about her. She just keeps. She's dated rappers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just keeps like something modern, you know, like yes. just, just yes. that modern touch, which I really enjoyed, like not to be totally, totally retro. That's that's also part of her essence, right? Like she is super nostalgic, but gives you a, a, a spice of modern that is different from other stuff. But you see, this is what I mean about her being so American. It Like she's so nostalgic, but she's nostalgic for stuff that like, well, A, she's younger than me. So like our, our childhood didn't coincide and B, like it's, it's very different. It's like, she talks about uh, like when she there's a song. It's a white dress, isn't it? She's talking about working as a waitress mm -hmm. and like being listening to the White Stripes and things mm -hmm. like that. And it just sort of it, it it doesn't connect with me because that wasn't anywhere near my experience. But who connects with Lana? She's like living in a fantasy. Like no one lives that. No one is the Kennedys. No, like, but, no, but like isn't one of the things like often with music. Well, I find you like it because mm -hmm. you connect, right? You know, you hmm. feel there's a type of music you kind of feel, but like, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't connect with her really. But I think her her thing is like, oh, let's live our fantasy world. Like, I'm a waitress, that kind of waitress that you imagine her in roller skates and 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 in the sixties. Like, you were not even born, and but you relate. Like, oh yes, when I uh, when I was in the sixties, and and with that big hair of the 60s and when I was married to a Kennedy yes I do not I did not think of her as a waitress on roller skates I thought of her as a waitress sort of like in a white dress obviously one of those really sullen ones you know he'd be like yeah. could you bring my salad and they'll sort of look you like you know and roller skates <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you right a question do you detect a hint of comedy here now I'm thinking of chemtrails at the over the country club which if you're serious about chemtrails, well, <laughs> that's something. I, I think it's like quite a funny song title, but am I seeing an album title? Uh, am I seeing something that isn't there? Yeah, I think she's always kind of had this sense of comedy, like over so over over the top. It cannot be serious. Like, um, yes, I'm talking about chemtrails over the country club, and so over the top. It it it. it kind of is serious in a Lana Del Rey perspective, which means it's it's not based on reality. So 
you can I don't know how to explain it. It's not necessarily humor, but it's not like the same reality if you see what yeah. I mean. So it's not like serious because it's a different a different kind of reality. Yeah. Okay. Marks out of ten? <laughs> we never do this. We never get anything marks out of ten, no. but I think we should. I'm gonna say it uh white dress out of ten. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say a falsetto out of ten. A falsetto out of ten. Uh, I was just going to go like eight, but I'll have to have something more interesting now. All right. Um, I'll give it a love it this week. Probably won't ever listen to it again out of ten. I agree. That's a good, that's a good score. Um, we like it. Oh, can we just like just very briefly, Justin Bieber's Justice. Yeah. Bit, bit strange tonally, right? Mm-hmm. We, we both said the same thing, that basically um, he talks a lot about how much he's in love with his wife. Great, very pleased, mm, yeah. happy to him, glad that he loves his wife. Um, and there's also uh, speeches uh, from Martin Luther King. Uh, and they, which, another great thing, good, yeah. very, very, very needed. Um, but um, kind of weird to put them together, right? Yes, the thing is, I before listening to any of, of the album, I, saw, I first saw the controversies and, and it was, I just saw that it was called Justice. And that it had a Martin Luther Luther King um, monologue thing in in between the songs, so so I was like, oh my god, he's gonna touch on so many topics. He's gonna talk about maybe the Black Lives Matter thing that has been a very sh- strong movement in the U.S. I don't know, but apparently all all the songs, which I haven't listened to all of them, um, are about his wife. And how much he's in love with her, and and the next song to this interlude um, by Martin Luther, Luther King um, is about dying for your wife. So he's not talking about justice in any of the songs, and that's what people were confused about. And people were like, maybe don't don't do that. Like you can do a full album about your wife, and you can do an album about social justice issues. But mixing both of them, but not having being the social justice. I don't know. It was confusing. But on his defense, I saw that the um, someone related to Martin Luther King. I don't know if it was her his daughter. Um, gave the approval of him right, using it. Right. So that's that. I mean, there has been some criticism. Um, in Variety, they said uh, the. Uh, as Chris Williams said, he, why anyone thought it was a good idea to conflate civil right martyrdom with the thought of succumbing to a hot woman, uh, which is... Uh, Who is of, white as well. So. Very true. Um, and, uh, yeah, various people. But, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was like, it, it was it was well-intentioned. A bit weird, but well-intentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah, it is well-intentioned. And, and he has, um, I don't know if it was only on the tweet by the Martin Luther King's daughter, but um, he's donating or somehow he's related to organizations that are actually helpful. But the the songs themselves mm, uh, are not the best. All right, all right. Well, we're not going to give this out of 10. We're going to give this... Uh, if he played Barcelona based yeah. on this album... How many days would you wait, or how many? How, what period of time would you wait outside? Uh, outside. Just the this concert? album. He's not playing any of. Yeah, his just older. on this album. He's not playing anything else. No. Fifteen minutes early. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for right when the doors open. <laughs> you know, I'll still but, go, but like I won't. Yeah, I won't get the early. A, that's a good measurement. Because people do like the last time he played. I remember like. 
people there like the purpose tour was very big and it did was, you go i would have loved to i'm i didn't have the the facilities to go the money but i would have camped uh, there if if i had if I, because the album was that good this one i'll, I'll pass all right, so that's a 15 minutes beforehand, <laughs> uh, right when the door opens for Justin uh, Bieber's Justice. Should we have like a tiny, tiny bit of your, your favourite London Ray song? Don't Please. drift off. All right, this is uh, White Dress. What was that song, Ma? White Dress. By the love. best song on the album. Do you know, I actually don't agree with you. I, I prefer <laughs> uh, World at Heart. Oh, no, I prefer Dark by Just a Game. But Dark how can any song surpass the, the Men at Business Music Conference? <laughs> but I want to <laughs> yeah, copy that good, it, but like that's that. amazing. That's the best lyric ever. If, hang on, if she minted that line as an NFT... <laughs> I would a thousand percent be an NFT person. I would take back everything I said against NFTs. Do you know I've probably come across to your side on NFTs. <laughs> they're they're horribly environmental, and uh, someone was explaining on Twitter the other day why uh, they might just disappear one day, which doesn't sound very good, or, or might not. Who knows? Anyway, anyway. I hope they do. Let's not get let's not get into <laughs> into that again. So I uh, would you right to effortlessly pull things together? Would you go to sleep to this song? That's what I was thinking. I would. And I would sleep even better if it was a 60-minute version. Wow. Do, do you go to sleep to music? No. I, it's impossible for me. I need complete silence. But if I had to choose, I would choose maybe something like this. Like just an extended... Because like, it's quite sort of sleep-friendly, sleep, sleep friendly, isn't it? Yes. See, I used to always listen to music. When I was, when I was like teenager I used to always listen to music before I went off to sleep and I used to wonder why it took me an hour to get to sleep and then one day I was like oh hang on oh, maybe maybe it's not because there's not a piece of silence in this room <laughs> why teenagers well, I, I think I tried when I was a teenager because in movies or I don't know cool kids used to go to sleep listening to their iPod or whatever they had and I was like I'm a cool kid. I, I go to sleep with my headphones on, on but then I had this um, downloaded music from very different illegal places and some of them would play higher than others. So I was <laughs> sleeping, I was listening to a calm song and then I would get like some Black Eyed Peas song at full potential. I was like, oh my God, I guess I'm not sleeping anymore. I'm in a rave or something. So that, that was mm, the end of me trying to to sleep with music it's not very comfortable sleeping in headphones is it, it who does that like cool kids <laughs> yeah, I don't know cool kids are an enigma to me do you know they're idiots if they go to sleep with headphones on they're idiots that's what I'm saying thanks that exactly <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no problem anyway the reason we're, we're talking about sleep music is there was some uh, news last week do you know Calm the app I know who, um, who they are like the app because they're um, amazing and marketing and, and being out there because I saw that Harry Styles did like a, a reading thing um, I don't know if it was a meditation or, or like a little story um, and he read it um, 
with and in partnership in with this app. So if you downloaded the app, you could listen to Harry Styles, basically mm, telling a story to you before you go to sleep in a calming way. So that's amazing. Whoever runs this app is is a genius, and and I would download it, but I didn't. <laughs> for some reason but it's a good idea yeah you seem very 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 excited about something you didn't then down <laughs> hypocrite uh, you can I mean I was just looking it's called Dream With Me has he got a nice but voice to, I'm not sure what yes I, I, any singer has a a nice voice by default so if he kind of is mm, saying like telling a story in a low voice it will be like super calming see I I have looks a lot at Calm. They did a recent Netflix series. Did you see that? The Calm Guided Meditation? That's Headspace. Oh, God! I've got I the wrong one. Headspace. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's Headspace. So I love that Netflix series, but yeah, the wrong, wrong one. Um, but similar. So Calm, they've been doing... I think maybe this is what, what differentiates them um, mm-hmm. from Headspace. Obviously, I can't differentiate them. <laughs> I've just proved. But they've been doing a lot with music. Yeah. Um, so they've been doing like these 60-minute remixes of Katy Perry, uh, Casey Musgrove, Post Malone. Can you even imagine? I cannot imagine any of this. Louis Fonsi, how... It is very difficult for me to imagine any of these singers, like Ariana Grande. How do you make an Ariana Grande song to a, an hour-length song? And how do you make it so I don't want to dance to it? Like, or you choose a specific one... That it's calm. Which which Louis Fonsi song is calm for you to go to sleep to? Well, what I was thinking is maybe what they do. Do you remember when a few years ago there was a big mm-hmm. trend for like taking songs? I think Bieber songs and like stretching them out so yes. really really slow. Lofi, like um, how? Yeah, they had a name and they would always put like anime um things on the background in the YouTube videos they made of it. Oh, you think of lo-fi hip hop? Yes. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, no, but, well, it's sort of related to that, but there was a, there was a trend literally for, like, um, slowing songs down very, very slow, and, like, so that everything would sound like Sigur Ross, um, and the, the idea was, like, oh, my God, it's so glacial and beautiful. <laughs> it's just in Bieber. <laughs> yeah, but, so you think it's basically that, but so slow down it gets to an hour. Could be, yes, and kind of loops around. Yeah, it 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 has to because then each each lyric would take like fifteen minutes to 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 go through, right? Because it's there's no other way. But because you cannot listen to it if you do not download. I think it's a premium thing for subscribers, right? Yeah, you can get a free trial. I was looking at, it, but I haven't gone so far as 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 to do that. I'm I'm curious now. Maybe I will. I'm curious, but at the same time, it sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the curiosity part. Like, I want to see what they think I can sleep to, because I most definitely wouldn't say I will be a- I would be able to sleep to Post Malone or no Post Malone is just insane. <laughs> like, you know, n- nothing against him, but my God, do I not want to sleep to? He his- does have a couple songs that are slow paced, so. Maybe they chose that one. But do you know what I think this is? Right. I I think this is like basically... I don't know. That's a bit hard. I'd about to say people who don't understand sleep, but then Calm obviously looks into this so much more than me. But it reminds me a little bit of like... You know like when big bands make, make children's songs? Oh, yeah. And they yeah. never work. Yeah, they do. No, they have don't. You seen, have you listened to the WAP 
for children but with Cardi B and, and Megan Thee Stallion. I didn't know. know that existed. How that, much of WAP is child, <laughs> not much of it's child friendly? It is 0% child friendly, but they managed to make a child friendly version. So I think that's that's very uh, a very successful example. So I, if if it's just like the kids version of songs, that must be very But successful. have you tested it on a child? That's the thing. Uh, no, of course not. <laughs> no, well, this is what this is what I mean. Like people make child-friendly songs, thinking like, "Oh, children are gonna love this," and they, they very don't? rarely do. Yeah. Oh. It's very like big act. Like children love music, but like it's kind of random stuff, and you mm-hmm. can't quite uh, foresee yeah, for me true. anyway. And I reckon it might be a bit like this. It might be like, "Yeah, sleep well with sixty minutes." And who's big? Like Post Malone. Yeah, great. Like sixty, <laughs> uh, sixty minutes. Mm, yeah, yeah, I I get it, but maybe they will get people like me to download the the premium version just out of curiosity, be disappointed, then forget to unsubscribe and then get the, the membership every month and be like, oh my God, I've been paying for this for five months. Uh, no wonder I'm broke. And then they're like, gotcha. And I'm certainly not feeling any karma, <laughs> let me tell you. Yes, maybe that, that's the trick. It's called calm, but you will never be. Do you know, once uh, I was meant to interview someone from calm and I like really, really rushed to get to the interview and I, I would like I mean to, to get to like the to my computer to the zoom time like really rushing around really 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 stressed and they're like oh can we do it tomorrow and I was like so uncalm it was like this is the least calm thing that's ever happened I was like no I need to do it today what are you doing to me I was like no, that's quite ironic you were your life is so interesting like the fact that you can say oh yes let's talk about a topic um yes I was meant to interview someone from calm up somehow like yes go you didn't even know the difference between calm and headspace a few minutes ago but you interviewed someone from the app I oh. assure you uh I um when 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 I was actually doing it I managed to uh, who was it I spoke to oh it was it was their uh, head of music at calm that I spoke to a woman called Courtney Phillips. Although I didn't end up speaking to her in the end, she sent just sort of um, emailed over some things because basically it was, it was about music and calm, and they were doing like loads of uh, loads of new things. Like there's a Sam Smith sleep mix of how do you sleep? Do you know that? No, but I, now I'm confused about this app. I thought it was like a um, meditation stuff, and and it, they have like full on playlists on the app. I guess. I th- I think. Headspace is more meditation, calm yeah. is more sleeping. Maybe that's how they're sort of slightly... Yeah, but I wouldn't, I don't know, think of s- sleeping and playlists on the same concept. But I guess they do. But do you know what? They're real part-timers because an hour long, pa, how about eight hours? That is what a composer called Max Richter did. He uh, composed an album called Sleep. And there's an hour-long version for, you know, losers. But there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a full eight-hour version, which you can uh, buy digitally. Wow. And apparently the short one, he said, the short one is meant to be listened to and the long one is meant to be heard while sleeping. Uh, uh, yeah, I I got that, Max. <laughs> yeah, like the, the eight-hour for eight hours of sleep. Yeah, I guess if there's... Uh, now that thinking about it, because I, I have a, a very easy time sleeping, so I, I can not relate, but... I guess there's people that listen to like wave sound or mm, river sound to try to fall to sleep. So maybe if an eight hour long album that um, people play every day will get you lots of streams and you will be rich. So that's a genius idea. Do you know what he did to launch it? He did um, a concert for, of the full eight hour piece that people were meant to uh, listen to lying in their beds and go to sleep to. That's um, 
very feeding. It's fitting, but I would hate to. I, I, was, I was thinking about this. Like, oh, I'd hate, I'd hate to do that. I quite like sort of, you know, <laughs> to like to be awake. <laughs> what? <laughs> to be awake? You like what? No, what I love sleeping, but just the idea of like waking up in a, like you know going to sleep in a random room with some like uh, making yeah. classical music. Yeah. It's like all right, <laughs> quite, you know, <laughs> and like loads of strangers. It strikes yeah, me as very odd, you know. <laughs> but maybe they they were they were paid, I guess, right? No. No, the audience they paid to get in there. Ah, okay. You, you, they, they pay for the <laughs> okay, that, then that's weird. I thought they would be like actors or something. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was thinking of what music we should play, right? And okay. I didn't want to listen. I I didn't want to listen to any, <laughs> any of this kind of thing. So instead, right, well, I've put a song by Masters at Work called "I Can't Get No Sleep." So I've managed to introduce both MK and Masters at Work into a show that has nothing to do with either of them. There, there, there we go. Good job. I, I, I like this one. It, it goes with the first one you put in the, the remix that you said. I didn't want to put the boring one by Lana, so <laughs> I'm gonna put this one. It keeps the show going. Exactly, exactly. Don't, don't fall asleep. I've got that New York house music. Um, Another TikTok beef. We were trying to talk about this last week. Um, yeah. Beef is the is the wrong word. But I thought it was quite interesting that, that Kid Cudi on... on, on uh, basically, there's a big TikTok meme mm-hmm. of, of day and night. You know more about TikTok than me. Have you come across this yes, one? Yes. I, and I, it's just a silly, funny um, TikTok uh, trend. That it, TikTok trends don't have any deep meaning, don't have anything. It's just you go on this app to disconnect turn your brain off and laugh at stupid things people post. And and in this case, um, people take the part of, of the song in which he says, now look at this, and <laughs> and that's it, there's no more. And and there's you see a video of someone saying, now look at this, and then you get a, a funny video or something you weren't expecting. And the one I saw, for example, yesterday, because it's kind of everywhere, um, it was a, a video of a, of a seagull trying to go into a supermarket, <laughs> waiting for someone to go in, the, so the doors opened. Once someone got in, the seagull got in, took a bag of chips and got out of the supermarket. And that's it. That was the TikTok. I thought it was funny. I laughed. Uh, I moved on. It's There's nothing wrong or bad about any of these, but Kit Kudi kind of things. Well, but the, the one I saw was a duck with a hat. It was lovely. Someone put a hat <laughs> on a duck. That's amazing. I would want to look at this, so they were right. <laughs> but see, basically what, what, what he said, which I think is really interesting, is he's not against TikTok and he's not against mm-hmm. people using his music, but he's basically, this is a, apparently like a really... Uh, personal thing uh thing it, it takes a line from the song um he talks about the death of his uncle and feelings of regrets at not patching up differences before he passed away um and uh it kind of makes it into something to 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 be laughed at and he, he's like saying he's, he's not telling people not not to do it he's saying he's, he's not angry he's just sort of going out there and saying like i kind of wish 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 you wouldn't do it i'm i get both ends like the first time i saw he posted like a big rant on twitter i was like oh what's it about and i read it and i was like oh is it because of the tiktok thing like obviously people on tiktok don't have brains and we're just there to laugh mm. they never expect someone to 
be like, now look at this. And then, you, did you know it was about his uncle <laughs> and how he passed? It's very that emotional. It, like, you have 15 to 60 seconds, so you you will never get deep on the app. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's funny. You can laugh at it. And then people people love Kid Cudi. And I love Kid Cudi. And then when you want to go full on on what his his work is about and the meaning of his song then you go to Spotify not on TikTok and it's it's something that happened to be it's not that they were pers- purposefully being like oh we're gonna take this song we don't care about its meaning we're just I don't know um, uh, I get what he's saying but at the same time it's like mm, yeah it happens for me it kind of raised the prob- like the, the question of like authorship um, like who does the song belong to because it's almost i mean one of the things i like about tiktok is people do like repurpose it and and kind of make you know in quite creative ways sometimes you know um and i almost feel like sometimes you know when you release a song it stops being yours you know what i mean like Hmm. people can kind of do what they like with it but at the same time it you you can sort of see what he's saying you know yes i i uh, i agree because it's not in your hands anymore if people like i didn't even know that day and night um, had this deep feeling for him. No, I I I always listen to it like as a dancey song or or I it was very very popular back when he first. I it's the song I discovered um Kit Kuri to like I didn't know who he was. It was that big that I I got to know him. Um, I didn't know until now. So maybe he should be angry as well that we've been listening to this song for so long and we didn't know it was that deep. <coughs> so. He shouldn't be surprised. It's used in a TikTok either. I I don't know how to put it. Like you, there can be a a song that's ex- more more much more explicit than Day and Night that is sentimental and that holds a very um, big value about something. And TikTok can take it and and make a a meme out of it. But it doesn't mean it's disrespectful to what it's being said in that that song. It's just that it. It fits to do a kind of joke or a specific trend, um, and I I don't maybe he doesn't have TikTok, but as he said, it's, it, he says it's not against it, but he kind of feels like it's devaluating the song, right? I was trying to think if this had happened before, like if any other, if anyone else had a, a sort of problem w- with the the use of their music on TikTok. I, I bet people would prefer that you listen to the full full song or or that it was more than just a song or that you listen. I saw an artist said, like, I wish people listened to my new stuff and not take back hits from 2009 or something. Um, But it's something that it's like it makes sense that you're mad about. But at the same time, you go if if you like that song or if it fits. I don't know. It's not that deep. But I at the same time, he said, he was not trying to make it such a big deal. We're going to have to call it a day, you know? Yeah, Team Hamster or Team Lana? We have to decide. Well, I was going to, I, I was going to offer you the, the choice. Maybe this is relevant. To close the song, would you like an hour-long version of a Post Malone song? <laughs> would you like uh, three hours of Justin Bieber? Mm-hmm. Would you like the recording of a hamster in its wheel? <laughs> Or would you like a song by Lundell Ray? I'm going to have to go... I'm torn between the hamster or Lana, but I I have to go with Lana. Do you know, once um, I used to have a hamster. And, <laughs> what uh, happened? 
Well, he yeah. died. Then. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> maybe there was, was funny, maybe the he... story was that he died in a very bad way. No, no. The, the, basically, hamsters are nocturnal, right? So they, oh, they come yeah, out yeah. at night. And um, he, uh, I, I went to sleep one night listening to it. Oh, my God, it all ties together. I didn't realize this. I went to sleep <laughs> oh one night listening to an album by Tricky, which was quite experimental. And I sort of drifted off to sleep. And I remember, like, sort of waking up and I was like, wow, this album's really experimental. He's really, really gone. <laughs> And it was ages before I realized it was actually the hamster going around hamster. in his, in his wheel. Maybe we should do a, an experimental music with um, album with hamsters. We, you just got a brilliant idea once again. Why did I share it? <laughs> now everyone can take it. We'll see you next week. It's body full of cavity Like a little piece of heaven I'm a candle in the wind You should come back to our RPS, RPS.